This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 232, Comic Talk, Year in Review. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans. This is episode 232. It's our uh, Comic Talk Year in Review episode where we're also going to be talking about movies and TV. I'm joined by Paul Scores. Welcome to the show, Paul. Hello, Adam Chapman. So how are you doing today? I am well. How was your holiday season? Get some comics? You actually, the only person bought me a comic. That was <laughs> from me? Yeah, Aww. it was from you. Yes. There you go. I, what, what, Son of Death. I read it actually. It was very good. Now, did you, I know this might not matter by the time actually won't matter by the time this goes up but as of right now there's an amazing dark horse sale on their uh, their all their digital stuff oh uh, because they're losing the license so at the, absolutely yeah. so at the i think it's up until the 31st so this is going up either the 31st or the first so we might mm. go up with like an hour left of that sale <laughs> they have the entire dark horse star wars catalog like over 500 like some of them are trades like so there's multiple multiple issues inside uh it's at least 500 items for like 300 bucks it's insane the amount of comics that they're just shoving. Wow. On sale. And, and everything is on sale on its own. So, like, they did uh, recently um, The Star Wars, which was based on the original uh, Rough Draft. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So that, I think, is on sale for eight issues. I think it's, like, six bucks or something. So I'm probably going to pick that up. I downloaded the Dark Horse app today, so I can more easily do that. Um, the Brian Wood Star Wars is on sale as well for, like, I think $3 for every six issues or something. So wow. it's, it's a really good deal. And so... I, so you already have the first two trades. I feel like I have to finish off the, the, the quartet. You can, but also buy it in digital. If it's going to cost you like 10 bucks in digital to buy 18 issues. Mm. I mean, wouldn't it be nice to be able... I mean, it's nice to have it on your shelf. Absolutely. But yes. there's also something to be said for having, you know, this nice digital copy. That's true. There's, only, there's a few things I'll double dip on. I'm not sure about like that. Like even yeah, the, the trade I just gave you, you can get it for three bucks. True. Some death but, I, but I'm happy with that. As it was good. Yeah, it's just I I just happened to see someone link to it yesterday. Cause, oh, okay. Because they're not on Comixology; they have their own app. As far oh, as I'm okay. Where so you have to kind of. That's why I was like, why have I never seen anything Dark Horse before? I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. They kind of do everything on their own. Well, I was on the I was just mucking around on the Google uh, on Google Play. You can buy books on Google Play, and there are all kinds of stuff was was dirt cheap. Really? Um, and it was, they had some comics on there too. Okay. Not quite as cheap as. Um, Comicsology. Comicsology and stuff like that, like yeah. like eight dollars, but you get it for five okay. right now for some stuff. But yeah. a lot, but there was a lot more things that weren't just volume ones. Oh, um, but you don't have like you, you can preview the comics. Like Hush was on there for eight bucks, I think. Like, okay, for five, right? Yeah. So it's sifting through the Hush, which was nice, but it doesn't have the panel to panel. You get spoiled thing. because that's their proprietary yeah. stuff. So that's really cool. Otherwise, it just flips like a normal. Book. You can zoom in and Did stuff. Did you like decide that. to bite the bullet and buy Hush on? Uh... On Comicsology, uh, five bucks. I know, I know. It's a I great know. series. I, I know. You know, you'll, you'll go back and read it. It's one thing that sucked me to DC. I know, I know. So I, I, I think you're wrong. What do you need? Do you need me to put five dollars in your hand? Like <laughs> this is an amazing deal. Come on. Well, then I gotta get Comicsology. I missed it the last time. The last time it was on sale, I missed yeah. it. I like, I'm, just, I'm being lazy about it. That's true. <laughs> just totally lazy. I don't want to set up an account. <laughs> too lazy for Hush. Ah, Jim Lee's too good for you now. No, he's not too good for me. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about the year. Uh, do you want to talk comics or movies first? Movies is maybe a little bit easier. Yeah, it might be a bit easier. Because you follow We start more. there and then we can go comics after. Uh, so I guess comic-related movies for the year? Sure, if you want to so go chrono- with that angle. Uh, I'm trying to remember chronologically what happened, because I don't think anything comic book-related really came out before Winter Soldier, which came out in April, which seems so far away. Like, like I, it, usually they would always start off with May, but... 
May was already taken by Sony and Spider-Man, so right. they pushed Captain America into April, which is interesting now, looking at the slate of comics that are coming out in the next five years, is that they're starting to move more into the March-April category, not just Marvel, but also DC, which is kind of an interesting, you know, for, like, how long have they been doing May openings? Like, since at least Spider-Man, right? Spider-Man was the big one. That was 2002, right. the first weekend in May, and if you go every weekend in May since then... Generally, there's been a comic book movie of some kind. Avengers so, was May, right? When it came Avengers out. was in May. Yeah. Yeah. The, the first Iron Man was in May. I mean, like this is this is just their weekend for a comic book movie, and generally always Marvel, which is interesting that DC can't really crack that. They tried to, right? That there was that standoff with um, Batman v Superman that that, that it was going to come out at the same time as uh, Captain America: Civil War. Probably a good idea that they're not because they would just cannibalize each other's audiences. Like, it wouldn't help anybody. Yeah, all the comic book nerds, no matter what their allegiance, are going to go see these things anyways. So, yeah. like, who cares? When's coming out when? Just, which one do you think will be more popular just with the, the average person? Captain America, uh, Civil War, or Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice? Just average person on the street. Which one do you think would pull them in? More. I want to lean towards Marvel because they, they're owning the movie market right now. And they have the brand. People they, will yeah, go see the new Marvel, the Studios, new Marvel Studios Exactly, movie. right? Just like the Honest Trailer with Guardian of the Galaxy, F you, we're Marvel, we can do what we want, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I, I think they'll get the better job. Anyone who saw Winter Soldier, one of Cap's fantastic, it's going to be a huge thing to live up to, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Civil War is also a very ballsy move. What's that even going to well? look like in well, the exactly, right? Because right? it can't be what it was in the comics. Absolutely. It can't be close. You know, the characters. But, the, again, like, it's interesting that they, they pick a name that they know is going to really grab comic book people, which they don't even need to grab. Like, they know we're going to go. It could be called Captain America Takes Up the Laundry. And they're like, <laughs> done. I'm so there opening day. Like, it really doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised they're not calling it, like, Captain America versus Iron Man. Like, a way of really putting Iron Man's name in the title. Like, Civil War kind of does that, if you know. But right. If, but if you don't know, you, you're going to go, oh, wait, Iron Man's in this? Oh, now I'm going. Like, I'm surprised they didn't kind of put that more front and center, but I guess that would have looked like Batman v Superman, Captain America v Iron Man, like, really? Yeah, I guess so. You know, it's it a looked, good point. It would have looked stupid, point. and it would have looked sloppy. I mean, and that's the thing that always bugged me about Batman v Superman, is the fact that they're saying, like, it's not Man of Steel 2. Man of Steel 2 is coming later. So I'm like, oh, well, I kind of wanted the sequel to Man of Steel before we got this weird kind of new universe kind of being shaped. Well, you also would want to see the Batfleck, Batman, start <laughs> off his chapter. Superman, Superman started his actually, first thing, you know, right? I, I Actually, I disagree. I, actually, I, do, I want to jump in already having this form, fully formed Batman, not having to know anything. Like, because everyone kind of gets it. I mean, Batman Begins was only, well, it was 2005, so just about 10 years ago. The last movie was, what, 2012? Uh, I think so, right? Can you back me up there? I think... Uh, oh, Night, Night Dark Knight Rises. Rises, sorry. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was 2012. So by the time Batman v Superman comes out, it will have been four years since the last Batman movie. That's not a lot of time. Everyone kind of gets. Who Everyone Batman knows is. Batman is. That's yeah. You know, I mean, the only people who don't never got a sense of who it was was people watching the Adam West series in the '60s because they never talked about it. Right. His origin, but everyone else, like the animated series, multiple animated series, these most recent movies, even the Michael Keaton movies, everyone knows his origin. Right. It doesn't need to be done. No, I get that. I'm not saying I'm for an origin story. Just have a movie of his first before you mash him up with something. I'm happier this way. Okay. Especially with the idea that like he's been in his career for like what 15 years or something like this is a, a battle weary Batman 
I which in some ways opens them up to possibilities of doing prequels at some point with a different Batman. Like, not even using Batfleck. Like, not... Because he's too old. He'll be too old at that point. So if they could do solo movies... I mean, they've said that Commissioner Gordon's going to be dead. There may or may not, you know, kind of be a Robin. Like, there's a, there's a lot of Dark Knight... Um, Dark Knight Returns kind of elements here. Oh, okay. So, I mean, they, even the, um, the, the the stills people grabbed from the uh, the promo at SDCC, where he's wearing, like, the bat armor from that Frank Miller story. Like, they're going in a cer- very specific direction. So I'm okay with not seeing more of Batman. Although, I... Yeah, again, but then, here's his Batman. Like, are, how are you going to address anything he's about? How are you going to address this stuff? Like, well, you can see a whole bunch of crap <laughs> that the nerds know. Yeah. Not the irregular people know, right? Mo- Who's his Batman? People are going to expect to see the Christian Bale Batman. Are they? Yeah. I, I, they're a little bit more educated than that. The, the standard person. Are I'm, you kidding me? A little I'm bit. I'm giving you the face right now. You can't see it on the radio. <laughs> Come on. A little bit. No, no, no. People, well, people, some people get the whole reboot thing. The average person, though, it doesn't read into this stuff. Shows up in the movie theater and sees, why is Ben Affleck Batman? Why is he so completely different than I don't know, Christian because Bale? were people that confused when they saw Incredible Hulk, which was five years after the first Hulk with Eric Bana. So now he's had no Norton. have forgotten the Incredible Hulk, so, uh, regular Hulk, so, so bad with Eric Bana. <laughs> so the difference is that right? Christian Bale was so good? Well, no. The movies he was in You have that trilogy which has its stamp. You were never given a really clear indication whether it was... Um, over or not because True. you still had a buddy who was Robin uh, what's his name Levitz Levitz no what's his the actor's name at the end Joseph Gordon Levitt Levitt yeah so Gordon Levitt goes to the Batcave so is, isn't he shouldn't he be the Batman yeah. according to that yeah. if you're keeping up that continuity like people don't know right you're I just guess. throwing crap at people right yeah well, like what is that Shinestro movie coming out from Green Lantern 2 never happening so to be fair from the little bit we like there are you know little tidbits coming out of a movie that still not going to be coming up for another year and a bit it sounds like it's going to be a little bit more of a Batman movie than a Superman movie in some ways so maybe that's where you'll kind of be introduced more to this version of Bruce Wayne and to understand his kind of what where he is at this point in his life and kind of easing you in as opposed to being just jumping in totally like again it's not a Superman movie featuring Batman it sounds like more of a Batman movie featuring Superman well, I'm, that's, that's the way I want to go fine. I don't care if he's a goddamn Batman. Just <laughs> bring him in yeah. and give me something to work on. I'm more worried about everyone else, like you, Aquaman and Cyborg and Wonder Woman, like being shoehorned into a movie like this. Now, the idea that, you know, Batman kind of doesn't trust Superman is good because no one should trust Superman after the Man of Steel. Like that, like he's, well, no, he decimated half the earth. Yes, he, he, <laughs> understand the collateral damage was obscene. Exactly. Like I mean, it's un, it's understandable that people would not trust him. Right. And maybe if that was Zack Snyder's point all along that he was always leading to this next movie, then good on him because that first movie was like really like who would ever trust Superman after this? Yes, he hmm. saved us from his own people. But I mean, like it was just the 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 sheer cost was insane. Well, exactly, and he's still out there, and they were still obviously tracking him and trying to figure him out. They, he's they destroying government property. property, yeah. <laughs> and you know, the one bit of humor at the end there. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah, he's not exactly you know yeah, hanging out with a with an eagle on his uh, on his arm, <laughs> waving like, the flag. Right? Exactly, yeah. that's not quite what not he's yet. doing. That's here. the third movie. We'll get there. That's the third movie. <laughs> it's interesting too that the Batman, Superman solo movies are not on that DC slate, of of which every other movie is, but not that one. Oh, he's back to Captain America. <laughs> that was a good movie. <laughs> Fantastic. Like, 
Well, the, the crown jewel right now, like the <coughs> the standard in which many movies will be compared to right now, superhero wise. Absolutely. Um, because it wasn't really a superhero movie; it was something else. It was a it was a thriller. Exactly. Well, it that was, was the one thing I think I was reading, watching an interview. I can't remember what it was. What it was on, but it was just some Marvel Studios guy. I can't remember who it was exactly. Okay. He was just going on saying, you know, the superhero movie. People consider it a genre, but it's not because it could be anything you want. It could be sci-fi, it could, could be a thriller, be. it could yeah. be a mystery, it could be whatever the hell you want it to be. Right? It just has superheroes in it, and that's what Marvel's proven. And, and exactly right. So, such a fantastic movie, um, total standalone piece. Um, they did. And my my biggest thing always against it was they didn't do a good enough job in the first one making Bucky a big deal for you to care that he was going to soldier in the yeah, second one. That's they true. did show. A little bit, as much as they could in, in the second one, that yes, Bucky was a long life friend and they mm-hmm. had a connection and it was there and it was very sad to see him go into the museum. And it all still wasn't Bucky. the same. I, exactly. I understand the gut that. feel's still not there because it's supposed to be when he comes out of ice, his first thought is Bucky, right. not Peggy. Yes. That's the difference between the comics and the movies. True. So it's hard, yeah, it's always going to yeah. be hard. To... He should have died at the end with Cap there, for yes. sure, 100%. But at least as the comic book fan in me, Make, playing that didn't exist in the first movie I, it still felt awesome to me because I knew the actual Winter Soldier story from the comics and yeah. I think that most nerds probably went that route rather than the movie route And but we were in the theater during Captain America 2 we heard people when Bucky was revealed like, oh my god I was shocked that people and, didn't know yeah you know and, and I, okay Chris cool. was like you dick <laughs> <laughs> you, you spoiled this for me I'm like I really didn't think it was a spoiler yeah. like it's basically in the trailer if you look at it so. But I guess I guess I, I'm glad that people were actually surprised. I was shocked. I did, really didn't yeah, expect it. And that worked. So a fantastic movie, um, start to finish. Evans really came into his own for this one. Absolutely better mm-hmm. than he was in the first movie and Avengers. Absolutely by far. Um, he fant- felt him as a leader too. Like, Absolutely. He felt like he was becoming more the Captain America yeah. who would inspire and have this set of ideals that everyone should have to strive towards. Yeah. Absolutely. So great Marvel balance of action, seriousness, the comedy. It was all there. Such mm-hmm. a complete movie. There's very little you can go in there and hard, you can they pick about crap and that's fine. Absolutely. But as an overall movie, it's, it's really kind of the, the gold standard. Um, and I, you know. Is it your comic book movie of the year? Because there was some, well, two contenders, let's be honest. Two major contenders. Right? No, I, I think Cap wins. See, personally, I, I think so, too. Yeah. I was talking with Nate about this uh, recently, and he, I think it was actually at your housewarming, and he mentioned that he felt that... Um, like he, he wasn't... He didn't... I don't think he said either way which one he thought was actually the better movie, but he did say that Guardians of the Galaxy lags a little bit more. There's certain sp- spots where it kind of slows the plot down, mm-hmm. whereas with Cap, it never stops. It's just the only part where they kind of slow it down is when they go and they meet Zola. But again, you're seeing fucking Arnim Zola in a movie, and it's taken seriously, and it's cool. Yeah. So you kind of get over that quickly. Whereas with Guardians, it's a great movie, but there are some moments where it kind of starts to slow itself, and there's a little bit of extra exposition, and then it gets moving again. Yes. But there are some moments where it gets a little slow. Even the action sequences, like the the Xandar net, a little slow. You know, it's kind of like, all right, I get it, but right. let's move it along. Whereas I never felt that way in Cap. I've watched it multiple times. I'm never bored. I'm always, even though I've seen it multiple times, I'm just like, this is an amazing movie. It's an intense movie. And when the sure. action sequences happen, you're just like, holy shit, this looks so good. Um, like the sequence, every action sequence that Chris Evans is part of looks authentic. It looks like that's how Cap would fight. Now he's fighting Batroc, the multiple fights exactly. with Soldier. How, f- how fast he is. And yeah. it's just, it's well, so well shot. You're just like, how is this even happening? How am I actually watching an amazing Captain America yeah, movie? It was really no, I well like the first movie, but this movie just blew it no, away. No, it, it doesn't. There's no contest. 
There's no context. There isn't, no. no. Although the first one, again, it's interesting because uh, we mentioned that there's different genres. first one was a nice World War II movie. It was a nice period piece. And then this one was something completely different. Like Absolutely. A, an espionage I was thinking this third thriller. one's maybe another whole different out of left field, right? What the hell is so, that going to look yeah. like? My only worry, not even worry, but comment, I guess, about what comes next is... The, and they this is what Marvel does with every single time is they end their movies in a very specific way. You're like, well, how the hell is how the hell is this going to lead into the next thing? And then they somehow make it work. But every time I'm like, how does that even make sense? Like Thor was a good example. You're like, well, how the hell is it going to be part of the Avengers? The the Bifrost is is closed and like, what? Okay, now what? Um, you know, and even Iron Man two when he's told you're not going to be part of the Avengers initiative, and you're like, well, okay, well, what about Avengers? It's coming. Wait a next minute, year. you told us. <laughs> exactly, that's coming out, and like that came out in what 2012, so or 10. So it's like two years from now, he's going to be part of the Avengers. How's it going to work? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting they keep kind of getting themselves into these weird mixes where the end of Winter Soldier, it's like we're going to go find Bucky. Yeah, Bucky doesn't look like he's in Avengers too. So how's that going to work? But yeah. I'm still excited beyond belief, but. It's interesting they keep setting themselves up with these great cliffhangers, but then they do something completely different in the next movie. But it still works, and Absolutely. I don't actually end up—I don't end up feeling that disappointed. Yeah, and also full credit for doing the big flip in Agents of Shield on TV, mm. out of the connected universe, and really turning that show around and making it something incredible. Afterwards. It's interesting too because it really the only problem with with Agents of Shield is that it was waiting for Captain America to happen a little bit. Yeah. You know, like you you go back and you well, watch it, and you're like, all the pieces are there, but you didn't. The one card was wasn't flipped over. Yeah, you just had to wait for that one card to be flipped but, over. You know, I like they they took. I think my only gripe the whole first season and second episode was terrible. But outside of that, they did a great job building these characters, making you love them and, and really connect with them. Yeah. So when all stuff went down, it really mm-hmm. felt for these characters. Absolutely. You know, oh my god, we're the bad guy now, and oh my god, he's gonna kill Fitz and Simmons, and like, you know, what about Sky? So you know, and I feel you the, mean Daisy. Daisy, yes. So. <laughs> not our name so the now we have the second season I think the second season they really came out of the gate running and they rushed a lot of stuff they, here, here's, here's Xena Warrior Princess here's this new oh, yeah, you know, British right guy away. I was like, shocked here are all these new people they threw in your face and it's like whoa 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 it's you, almost too fast yeah but they was... kind of rushed you at the beginning they, they slowed it down a bit now so you can catch up but yeah. I remember the beginning going whoa you've really it's like such a different it's show altogether too, now when the show started at the beginning of season 2 it felt like they're really putting together like an actual network and a big team. Like a like Shield was really gonna kind of start getting built back up, but then in later episodes it feels like nope, there's like five people. Yeah, and it's like where's the rest of Shield, right? Because yeah. there are more people. We've seen them. They haven't all died. No, there's still splinter cells here and there, a little closer. Yeah, it's for just sure. weird that we're not seeing more of that. But I guess you know, and where are we gonna go after the, the you know the winter finale? I mean, that's a whole other question. I don't think it comes back to the March. So there's a lot of time to kind of think about what's going to come next, and mm-hmm. there's got to be some sort of connection with Age of, uh, Age Age of Ultron. Ultron for sure. I mean, that might be changed the face of it as well. Maybe not huge. Not I don't think it could be as huge as what Captain America did to it. Like no. it destroyed the 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 entire agency itself. So right. you can't destroy it, like change its reality as much. Right. But it could, would be interesting to see like how long does Age of Ultron take place? Like you know, as a movie, if it, is it going to be like a day? Is it going to be over the course of a week? Because the little bit we get, the idea that Ultron's going to try and kind of enslave, I wonder what the scope of it's going to be in terms of the time frame. Because that's one of the things that I think failed with Secret Invasion, is that, as a storyline, is that it felt like this is going to last for a while. It's going to be over the course of like a couple of weeks, and you actually get a sense that things were going to go down. And then in the Bendis book, it feels like it's one afternoon mm. in the Savage Land having fun. Whereas right. you read other books, and you're like, no, it feels like actual time is passing. It's actually a war is being fought. But 
not in the main book by Bendis. It was really just hanging out in the Savage Land, which was so frustrating. Anyway, so I'm, I'm worried about... I'm, I'm curious about the, the scope of that. Yeah. Because then how is the movie going to fit in, and how can the movie use that to its advantage? Well, who assembles the event? What's, what's going to make them assemble, and who's going to call them? It looks Garms. like Tony. I think so. I agree They're with all you. hanging out in the mansion. Yeah. I, I, it's or a great little mansion, scene sorry, at, in Stark Tower. Yeah. How do they all get there? Like, yeah. Well, well, what brought them together? What what made them all come back? Like, is he throwing a... Hey, here's the anniversary to when New York was, and let's have know. a party. Well, it's a good question, because, I mean, everything more or less happens in real time, right? Although, I guess the only one that I still don't know where exactly it takes place in the chronology is Iron Man 3. Because in my mind, I, I, I kind of feel like it ha even though there's nothing to support this, I feel like it really should come take place after Winter Soldier, because there's no shield presence whatsoever, and that has always bothered me. Because that movie takes place at Christmas, but there's no shield. And I'm like, that only really works for me, given how prevalent they were before, mm -hmm. if it takes place after Winter Soldier. I'm sure it doesn't, but I, I would like it to. I, that makes sense. Right? Yeah, Cause I feel that, you. Because then and it would make sense why it's kind of staggered like that. I'm wondering how long, like, where's Thor? Because Thor's on Earth, hanging out with Jane. Like, you'd think that'd be a bigger deal. But again, like, you can't have Chris Hemsworth showing up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as much as we would love it. I mean, it's probably not feasible. They keep teasing that they might be bringing Hawkeye in at some point. Just to, just for a cameo. And I'm like, oh, that'd be so awesome. I'd take it. I'd take I would it. absolutely take that. Yeah. I'm excited to see more Jeremy Renner in the next movie. Because, he, you know, he kind of got the short straw. He's supposed to have movie. a bigger role, they said, in this one. Yeah, yeah. and not be mind controlled this time, so that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the problem, right? Like you need, I know. Unfortunately, he, as I said, short straw. Everyone else kind of got to be themselves, and he got to be mind controlled into a, a bit of a flunky. And right. It's too bad, because I love Hawkeye, and that's not He'll Hawkeye. He'll get his shot. He, he's getting kind of a long roby thing going for his costume. Yeah, he kind of tweaks, so I'll yeah, take it. I like that. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, we talked about Cap. It's great, yep. and it had a. No, what was your feeling on the post-credit sequence with uh, the twins? Um, it surprised me a bit because I didn't. So early, well, not so early, but just how does now Hydra or Von Strucker, I guess, yeah, fit into the whole grand scheme of Ultron? Like, how does that? Maybe he doesn't. <sighs> like he doesn't necessarily have to. Like I feel like maybe that will just be the very first scene in the movie is storming. You know, a Hydra stronghold for information on Bucky and finding the twins. It could be that simple. Maybe he's not. Maybe it's just an extra garnish. I mean, they, he's they've name dropped Strucker on Agents of Shield. Yes. Uh, that you know he was heading up another cell in Europe, so he's there. He exists in the universe. I'm hoping that maybe he doesn't play a big part because yeah. Ultron's enough on his own, but Ultron can't just be starting. Like he has to evolve from something. So you need something to start off the movie. I guess so. Maybe so. Cap calls in some friends. Who knows? Yeah. You know, we haven't really heard about Falcon being in the movie. And Falcon was, like, his guy. His guy. Was you know, like, yeah. he, he's, his, he's his partner. And that was one of the best parts of Winter Soldier was them really building up that relationship. That it's a little fast, but you also believe it because they have such a great rapport with each other. No, it works. They, they, they start off the movie off the hop with it. So it yeah. works on your It starts left. with them and it yeah. ends with them. Yeah. It's good. Um, Actually, I'm trying to think. In the last scene, is Cap to his left? <laughs> he's, I'm trying to think I think it's, he might be impossible. actually I think Sam is on the viewer's right and he's behind Cap and he's like when do we start and then Cap looks up I'm pretty sure he's on his left that'd be good <laughs> um yeah, I, I guess are we guessing they're in humans that's the um, that yeah. makes sense right have you been following anything that's been happening in the last couple of weeks with regards to the uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver in the comic book universe no uh, it's all access stuff it's right hard now. to talk to you uh <laughs> 
Yeah, you're, you're, you haven't <laughs> read the end of Axis yet. There's, yet. there's something that may or may not have happened or been said that might affect certain things, and people are wondering <laughs> if it's a result of because some of the movie, movie, movie synergy. Stuff, yeah. synergy. Which wouldn't surprise me. And then there's some tr- there's some promo artwork that's been coming out for the new Uncanny Avengers volume, which also seems to support certain theories that maybe they're not mutants, maybe they're going to go a different route with them. Okay. Which, I mean... I used to wish that we'd done mucking around with the comics to make sense with, to coincide with the movies. Yeah. Like, leave them separate. They're I don't fun. mind them making changes. I mean, if you go back to Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, I mean, they have had a very convoluted history. They started off as Brotherhood of, uh, of Evil Mutants members. Yes. Uh, years later, they were revealed to be the children of the Wizard from the Golden Age. And eventually that got retconned that, no, they were actually the children of Magneto. Magneto. So mm-hmm. it's not like there haven't been retcons before. Polaris's lineage with Magneto has been gone all over the place over the years. Yes. For a long time it was no, definitely not, and then suddenly it was. Uh, and everyone just has to learn to accept it. And so I've kind of finally been able to accept that myself. But for years I'm just like, no, I don't like this. That seems so stupid. That Where did, that, where did this come from? Um, so there are characters that they've mucked around with them before. They're probably going to muck around again. It just sucks when it feels... Like it's driven by a corporate need as opposed to a story need. Right. Exactly. I guess that's the problem. Like Black Knight Fury in the, in the six Yeah, because right? like back in the day, whoever came up with making them Magneto's children must is a masterstroke. I don't know who. I necessarily I forget who actually came up with it, but it's kind of way out of left field when you think about it. Like these characters, their only really affiliation with Magneto was when they were on the. Uh, the evil side. Yeah. And then they've been Avengers since like, what, 1966 or something? Or even earlier, maybe 65. And then suddenly, like 14 years later, oh, guess what? They're also Magneto's children? Like, that's crazy. But that's comics. That's soap opera, right? True. So, I don't know. It, part of me is like, yeah, it's just because it feels so corporate-driven that makes me my blood boil. It's like when my Mystique became all scaly for no reason for a few years. Yeah. Or when Toad got the, the super long tongue because that's what he had in the movie. Like, yeah, he looked less grotesque and became... Like, I, yeah. I get it, but at the same time, fuck off. Like, movies are their own thing. Let them be their well, own exactly, thing. Exactly, I know. Why does it have to change what I love? You know, I'm not... Like, if if we're hmm. supposed to accept the com- that the movies can be different than the comics... And don't change my comics to the movies. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with you. You know, because when you try to make those those everyday normal people yeah. they're comfortable sitting into a comic, but well, it's, it feels like the like the suits or not even the suits, but the, the editors and stuff. They're like, oh, people have to you know get over the stuff in the movies not being exactly the way it is in the comics. I'm like, okay, fine, but just then don't change it the other way around. Exactly, that's all. No, that's a fair point. Um, but I mean, once in a while you get something like Daisy on Agents of Shield that. You know, that, that's a big deal, that they're kind of worming this character in and making it uh, a revelation that if you'd said that in the first season, you would have been like, what? That doesn't make any sense. How is that going to happen? But now it makes total sense. So yeah. it's intriguing. Uh, I should get off. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. We're just going all over the place. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. That's Shenanigans shows all about. Absolutely. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 2. <sighs> <laughs> that was a good sign. <laughs> You know what? I, I I liked it. It was some of it, some elements were rushed. Not everything worked, um, but what did work worked really well. Um, the fact that the Spider-Man swinging, like the, the the imagery was amazing. The any action sequence with Spider-Man looked the best it's ever been. Um, Andrew Garfield is Spider-Man. He just embodies that certain. There's just something about him, the way his, he has his delivery. Yes, it's not quite the nerdiest Spider-Man that Tobey Maguire was putting onto the page, but he's still this... He's, he's a more modern version of Spider-Man, but he works, and he just kind of has this certain feeling. And he's and he's funny, so when he's Spider-Man, it works really well. Yes. His quips and it, you know the humor finally comes out. Gwen Stacy's death felt very effective. Uh, very, I mean, it was, still, it was different, but 
still had the core aspect. And I remember watching the theater and being like, holy shit. Like, I knew they were going to do it. Like, of course they're going to do it. But the level of, like, ooh. Like, when she, like, her head hit the ground, like, she really dies. Like, there's no real question that, oh, is she alive? Like, no, she's dead. Um, which I was shocked and, and happily, happy, happy is the wrong word because it sounds terrible. But I'm glad that they kept that aspect of, of her death. Like, the, the tragedy. And yes. it felt right. Well, it's funny. <clears throat> well, not funny, but it's, uh, uh, it's a coincidence that I just finished taking... Uh, some rigging training about fall arrest and stuff like that to, okay. s- to see her plummet and for him to, to try and capture. I, I, I did love the little like the web hand. Yeah, that was, little, yeah. That, was, that was cute. I, I did like that. Um, you like that? I like that. Yeah, I that was a little much. Yeah, it was cheesy, but it worked. Uh, but for her to for her to be caught like that and to be suddenly stopped, yeah, that would instantly. Yeah. You know, that's uh, it's a very it's a big realistic. But in case that. you didn't think that was enough, she hits the ground <laughs> and bounces back. Well, yes. Like, like that's what I mean. Like it, yeah. it almost feels like they were like, "Well, people might not realize that she's dead, so we got to make sure she hits bottom and then like ricochets back up." Now she's dead. Yeah. Like it, it's almost too much. But again, I was pleasantly surprised that they weren't mincing their like they weren't shying away from that. Right. Because um, there's only a few moments I can think of where like you really need to have it be as brutal as it is on the page. Well, that's one of them, and another would have been Batman having his back broken, which doesn't work in a movie because he's fully armored up. He's, you can't see how brutal it is. When Bane breaks his back in the comics, he looks physically beaten. But when he does in the movie, it feels like... It just happened. It just looks like he drops him on his knee. Yeah. There's no big... like Even if he's slow-mo, it just went... And then, boom. Like the really sound made effect a big, or something. Yeah, a big crack or something. Really make it an epic thing. Like, all it looked like was a, a standard like WWE like drop on the Kinda, knee. Yeah. Uh, and that was it. There was nothing yeah. to it to but really... That, but that... So that that has to be like this visceral yeah. moment where you're like, oh! And with Gwen, it achieved that. I absolutely did. Yeah. Well, I loved that they fixed the costume. Yeah. And made it look gorgeous. Like it, it should look great. Yeah. Look like really, really so good. authentic. It's perfect. Um, again, I agree with you 100. percent The the motions and the animations of him swinging and doing his crazy Spider-Man stuff is beautiful. They never touched that kind of stuff um, in the McGuire series, but the, both these amazing Spider-Man there. Absolutely, but they really nailed it here. That's my favorite part of both these movies is just the way Spider-Man flows. All the and they slow mo some of the poses right out of the comic books, right yeah, legs absolutely. up and doing all the crazy stuff. And he's one of the few characters you can really say that has an like iconic pose. Yeah, like that many too. Like Superman has maybe what one. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it, well maybe two yeah. if you add the eagle, um, <laughs> and, and like and like Batman has like what like one or two like good ones like not really like he only has like a few poses with like the cape but that's about it yeah and maybe like the the Batman by Jim Lee kind of on the side of a building that kind of framing shot but, cape yeah but yeah but that's about it like there's not a lot of characters that really have iconic poses like that but but Spider Man has quite a bit yeah. and um, they really nailed them. So uh, there's a lot of mush over mushy moments in this in these two movies. So my only comment to that, because you are right, is mm-hmm. go back and read the original comics right around the time that she died, and you're going to see a lot more soap opera. No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I was just there. The, there's the the balance is still kind of off a little bit. Yeah. Um. And then I didn't like Harry. I didn't buy Harry. He looked like an idiot. He looked a little. He looked rushed. You know. And again, they, they, here's the goblin at the. He just finishes being Electro, and now here's the goblin guy all of a sudden, right? Yeah. They, they kind of throw him in at the, at the tail end of things, just to kill Gwen. Like he was just a, a plot device. A little, yeah. Really, right? It's Do you think it was the right decision not to stuff MJ into this movie? Yeah, because originally she was supposed to be, right? Yeah. Now my only 
not sadness, but my only hes- not hesitation, my only concern about that is that we'll probably never get to see her as MJ now because there's a lot of rumors that they may not even do Spider-Man three or or if they do, it might be retooled completely. Like they were not happy with the performance of what of the movie of Amazing of Spider-Man two. two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, it was it was kind of uh, critically it was you know very middle of the road. Yeah, uh, it did okay at the box office, but wasn't like a major hit. It, there's been diminishing returns every time that Sony's done a Spider-Man movie. So who knows if we'll actually end up seeing t- uh, Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man again? There's speculation that maybe we won't see it. Really? Maybe because originally they were going to do another. Is he movie. signed on for like eighty movies or something? Well, originally they were going to do four movies, and like three was going to be I think 2016, and then 2018 was the next, and then they pushed Spider-Man three to like 2018, and then there then there was. All the leaked Sony emails about you know trying to work something out with Marvel and Marvel wanted Garfield gone. Now probably not because they have anything against Garfield, but because they want a clean slate and they want to do things their way. If it's Marvel Studios, yeah, they want to do it. And like, there's rumors that like and 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 some of these emails back it up that Marvel Studios kind of wants a college age Spider-Man or a little bit post that, like an older version of Spider-Man, which is interesting because in the comics they keep trying to make him as young as possible, um, whereas. Although I guess there's only so far they can go, whereas in the movies they want to get away from the high school kind of soap opera drama and make it a little bit more adult, which is probably not a bad way to go. We've had teen Spidey. We've done it. Twice, yeah. You know, we've we've had a trilogy, we've had a two-parter. Um, I mean, he wasn't that young, I guess, in the Raimi one, but they played him as very immature. Right. So, I, I don't know. I, so let's have I'd be sad to see Garfield go, just because, I, again, I think he nailed it, uh, and that's a hard role to do. Because be able to kind of delicately balance the humor and the pathos and again I think Tom McGuire was a great pre-Spider-Man Peter Parker not so good once he becomes Spider-Man and part of me uh, part of like after having had Andrew Garfield it makes it much more pronounced is it Toby's fault or is it what he was given to work with I think it was a little bit of both I, don't, I, I think the script was definitely a, a problem too it was very heavy handed in the first trilogy uh, there wasn't a lot of levity but uh, that being said, I don't know if he necessarily could have handled it the same. So, Spider-Man. Uh, what about uh, X-Men, Days of Future Past? Overall, I did enjoy Days of Future Past. Okay. Um, it was a good X-Men movie. Okay. Right? I, I, it, way better than three. Um, Absolutely. Obviously, two is still the champion, in my view. I think it's almost better than two. Um, I think two hasn't aged as well as I thought it did. You think so? Yeah. Ah, I I, two, I mean, well, there's certain elements of two. First of all, the opening sequence of two is hard to beat because Nightcrawler is absolutely exactly Amazing. what it should be. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, too, because that movie came out in, what, 2003? So it's 11 years old as of now, almost 12 years old, and it still stands, it stands up. Like, they did such a great job with figuring out how the visual would work and making it look authentic that it. a lot of movies from that time period, if you look at the CGI, it looks its age. But you look at that and you're like, nope, that still looks great. Yeah, and they do put a ton of special effects in too. No, it's not ridiculous. Not at all. I right. mean, there's a lot more in obviously Days of Future Past because they finally had a budget. <laughs> yes, yeah, they could finally afford to do for stuff. Sure. And it was nice that they finally did stuff for once because uh, we got to see a lot of people actually use their powers. There's a lot of carnage and mayhem. A lot of slaughter. A lot of slaughter. Yeah, you know, you get this. That was I was I, I I gotta admit when I was first watching it, I was bothered when I saw him dumping out like the, the bucket of bodies out of the dump truck I'm like well, that's a little graphic you know yeah. look around see some kids in there like ugh yeah you know? like it was very uh, Judgment Day-ish absolutely you know and I guess they wanted to make it a point this is very dark time this is a very gruesome period mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't overly thrilled with the Sentinel design 
Yeah, you know, they could have been better. Uh, in either time period, whether it be the super futuristic or the ones they originally They've made They've never in the quite past. nailed, gotten that right. Yeah. Um, and I did, I still have a tough time swallowing the whole, you know, Magneto melts train tracks into them and makes them do his bidding somehow. Like, yeah. okay, I get you control them magnetically, but there's no way you can control the programming and all that no. kind of stuff with your powers, right? So that was, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I get it. Comics, far-fetched, whatever, yeah. stranger things. Uh, um, it's, it's interesting, too, like, some elements like having Xavier talk about how Mystique was like a, like a sister him, and you're like, that doesn't fit with your movies at all. No. I mean, it works fine for I guess what first she, class was trying to do. Yeah, but. she's his wife, really, but that's their story. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> um, yeah, like there's some there's some oddball stuff in there, for but Mystique sure. definitely felt like again she wasn't really a, a, re, a fully embodied character in the first trilogy, but here she. <sighs> She felt like a real character. Part of it's because you have an Oscar award-winning actress playing the character. You're going to get your money's worth, mm-hmm. and so like they have her doing a lot of physical stuff and a lot of emotional stuff. And I thought Jennifer Florence really did a great job. Um, not all of it makes maybe a lot of sense, but it was a good popcorn movie. I'm very hesitant about the next one. Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I care enough. Yeah, like setting in the '80s is cool, but I, if as I said before, it kind of feels like there's no stakes. Unless they're just going to say, you know what, we just put in that last sequence for fans of the original so we could retire those characters. We're never going to use them this way again. This is your last look. They're all happy. Oh, yeah. Happy ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's do sure. our own thing. And I appreciated that because they realized how bad they fucked up the last movie. So Well, they probably never realized that was really going to be the last one. I, mean, I know it was called The Last Stand, but I mean, the X-Men were still making money. So they probably thought, well, we're going to make another X-Men movie. We'll make a, first, we'll make a, an Origins movie for Wolverine. Didn't do that great. No. Uh, it was critically panned, so I, I think it ch- changed things. And again, when you go back and look at First Class, everything about that movie should have failed. There's no, no reason why that movie should have succeeded at all. You look at the production schedule and how they were changing, changing directors, and it just looked like they were just kind of flying by the seat of their pants, and then it worked. But maybe that's what made the movie work, is that it kind of had that recklessness and it had a humor to it that all the other X movies had never had. Because yeah. the other... The Singer movies were so heavy-handed, and that was kind of a problem with this movie. But it's a, I, I was able to accept it more because it wasn't just you know regular mutant day; it was the worst day ever for the mutants. So okay, now you can use the heaviest hand possible, and it fits. Right. Whereas before, you're like, X, you know, Magneto's trying to do some weird thing with the Statue of Liberty. Who cares? You know, it's, yeah. it's not the worst day ever. It doesn't have to be played so straight. Yeah. I mean. Marvel Studios always gets it right that they they always have a sense of of, of lightness of humor even in Winter Soldier a very serious movie there's still some levity there there's Absolutely. still moments where you kind of laugh at Guardians of the Galaxy had boatloads of humor oh, that's, yeah. uh, every Iron Man movie even the third one still has a sense of humor because it's Robert Downey Jr. doing what he does yes. you know just making clips so I mean it's too bad that Marvel Studios seems to get it right and everyone else seems to get it wrong that you don't have to make everything so serious. I know. You just have You'd to have fun. You'd hope they learn from each other a little bit, but yeah. You'd think so. Yeah. I mean, you just gotta have fun with now, it. No, I know Marvel's have the licenses for these characters, but don't they have some say in no. how they get handled? Nothing, eh? No, they sold it. They, they sold all these, these rights. They, they can't... No, that's fine, but wouldn't, wouldn't the Sonys and the Foxes go to Marvel and, and use some of those people? Use them as a reference? No. Help them out? You would think so. Well, because, look, no. look Marvel their... Studios, making lots of money. Sony, not making lots of money with Spider-Man. No. Help us make money with Spider-Man. Because it doesn't work like that in business. Uh, well. in, in the show business, it just doesn't work that way. Like, to everyone else in the world, yes, that yeah, makes but, total sense. Uh, but Marvel Studios royalties, doesn't they? For the use of the characters? 
Despite selling the rights? They get some money, but I don't think it's a lot. Right. Well, I mean, there's a lot of rumors that they're killing off the Fantastic Four franchise in the comics because they, they want that, that movie to tank next year so that they can get the rights back. It's going to tank next year. It's probably going to tank. Everyone kind of thinks it's going to tank. I feel kind of bad to judge. I, I shouldn't be passing judgment on a movie without having seen nothing. anything. I know. But sure. it's also worrisome that they've shown us nothing. Like... It's coming out in July, I think, or and we've seen nothing at all, like let's, not even a let's, poster. Let's hope it's a pleasant surprise, but yeah, it's it's hard. <laughs> the bar's so low, but it's got to be better, right? Well, let's hope so. Like right? everyone's yeah. expecting it to be this giant travesty that doesn't even resemble the FF. So, really, how much worse could it be? I mean, it's it's kind of a X Men First Class situation where everyone kind of assumed, especially after the last X Men movie, this can't be good. They've ruined yeah. the franchise, and you go in, you're like, wow, that was actually fun that was a good comic book movie a good popcorn movie so maybe it'll be that i don't think so but i want it to be so bad but at the same time i wanted the tanks so that marvel gets the license back and fox says you know what it's not worth the money because man what can marvel do with ff but in theory they've already greenlit an ff2 they are theoretically working on an ff uh, x-men crossover like all this stuff it's need they need this movie to succeed, and everyone's kind of written it off already. Well, and it hasn't even out. You know, number one, people like that can actually be racist here, but here's a black human torch character, and I go, look, I again, again, we accept that you can change it from the comics and mix it up, but there's some things that you maybe shouldn't mess with to make make it work. Because right? this, because uh, you, yeah, I think Nate had mentioned something more about more not so much about the race, but the idea that. There's no blood relation between Sue and Johnny. Johnny. I mean, they could be raised together as like foster brother and sister or stepbrother. Yeah, whatever it might be. Around it, yeah. But but it's taking out a little bit because they're considered to be this family, but really only two of them ever had a blood relation, and another married in another just kind of the best the weird uncle. Of all time. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. Like that that's what the thing is is the weirdest uh, weird uncle of all time. So I mean, that's all it really is. So if you take away that familial relationship or that blood relationship, then you're, you're kind of losing part of the family. But again, maybe we're being too close-minded about that. Because, Absolutely. Because, you know, is that to say that uh, a foster brother or a stepbrother isn't isn't a real brother? No, like, it doesn't, of course You know? Not. Yeah. So I feel like we're, yeah, we would like it to be but, this but blood did relation. did you make a black human torch for the sake of have, playing the race card to have that diversity? I don't think so. I think that they always had an eye on Michael B. Jordan. I think they've wanted him for a long time to be the character. I think they've always thought he would bring something to it. And I like the actor, so I kind of agree with them. Nice. But here's a question. Why isn't, why isn't Sue Storm black then? Like, would that be such a big deal? Why can't they both be black? Like, why does one have to be white and one have to be black? Why can't they be both black? That's a, that's an interesting point, right? Because like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't care at all. I actually don't have a problem with him being black. I have more problem. Why can't they be blood, blood relatives? Mm-hmm. Maybe they will be, but I don't think they are. I think that from everything we've heard, that they're not. We haven't heard much. That's the thing, right? So yeah, what, I, what cross the bridge? I want them to be blood relations. I could yeah. care less about him being black. I mean, I think he's a great actor, so I think mm-hmm. he's going to nail the part. I think he could be. You know what? Chris Evans was a perfect Human Torch, oh, which was, is which yeah. is funny to look at now because he's like he's the perfect Captain America. Well, it's funny because when he was cast, Captain, like what? Exactly. Right? Everyone was like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and he you nailed know? it. So you know, but whereas when uh, when Ryan Reynolds was cast as Hal Jordan, when, that doesn't make any sense, and it didn't. No, it didn't so, because they had they didn't have Ryan Reynolds play Hal Jordan. They had him play Ryan Reynolds with Power Ring. Basically, yeah. So right, where with Chris Evans, they had him play Captain America, Steve Rogers. They didn't just give him a shield and say, "Could be funny now." <laughs> yeah, like, it's he actually is funny at times, but not really intentionally because they play up the straight man aspect of the character. Absolutely, uh, we're running out of time. But uh, so X Men, you liked overall? X Men on the overall, I enjoyed. I, I liked. I, I love the Swan Song at the end. I really do. That they had the, the little cameos by everyone, mm. and they kind of made up for it. 
and I'll take that. Okay. Right? Um, um, the one thing I was crazy, like, when you have Wolverine, you know, just with his bone claws, trying to fight these Sentinels, and seeing kind of how useless he is, like... He kind of needs the metal. You know, without his adamantium, uh, fighting these big robots. It's kind of interesting. Um, did you see Sin City 2? No. Okay. I, mi- I missed out on it. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I'll watch it at some point down the line. Will you, though? Yeah. Actually, I think, didn't 302 or whatever they call it come out this year as well? I tried to watch some of it on the plane ride to California. How was it? Eh, same as the first. Same as the first Gruesomely, one. I think the problem with that is that they should have made it years ago. Because the first one came out, in, I think, in 2005 yeah. or four. So it's been either ten or nine or ten years since it came out. I feel like they should have done it. Because now everyone's kind of done that style. Like, when it came out, it was very different. Yes. No one had really done that yet. But. Yeah. That's been done now, so I feel like nah, it had less to offer. I don't have so much tolerance. Same thing that's... with Sin City, actually, because again, that had a very particular style. So yeah. three hundred, I think, was two thousand seven. Uh, but um, uh, Sin City had a very particular style as well. But again, so many other movies have done that style that it's less innovative now. Now it just kind of feels like, oh, it's another one. I guess I, I only have so much tolerance for that type of graphic violence, hmm. you know, and the, the beheadings and the very graphic slaughtering of people. They had that on a plane. It was on the plane, yeah. Really? Action, yeah. Were there yeah. children on this plane? <laughs> well, I'm hoping the parents were watching what they were well, watching. I but. know, but not all parents are super, like, yeah, yeah. you know, paying attention. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah go watch that 300 Rise of whatever it's called. <laughs> like, that's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I ain't watching Captain America when I sold her instead, but uh, I, I watched it for a bit, and I got to a point like, nah, I, I can't watch this, so I no? changed it to yeah. Winter Soldier. Wow. Three hundred on a plane. Now, I yeah. that, that that is a, a, a wrong choice for anybody. Um, what else? Uh, Ninja Turtles. You missed out on. Yeah, based on the last trailer we just watched, uh, I didn't miss out much. You didn't. Uh, go ninja, go I still ninja, liked go, it. It had elements, ninja, but ninja, there was still a lot of problems. It was a bit of a train wreck, but not more so than Ninja Turtles three. TMNT. It's all you ever watch, people. Go watch TMNT. Oh, the computer anime movie. Love oh, it. that's one of the best Ninja Turtle things that you'll ever watch of all time. Well, that scene with the Raph and Leo, Leo was alone. just incredible. Yeah. Like the, the animation whole movie that. was just amazing. That was yeah. a really good movie. I remember seeing that in theaters, and I'm like, yeah. this was the right choice. <laughs> like, because yeah. people are like, oh, you're going to see a Ninja Turtles movie? I'm like, yeah, yeah, because it's great. It was so good. Absolutely. So good. They nailed everything on that. Fantastic. And, and the voices were great. And, yeah. yeah. Um, what else came out? Guardians of the Galaxy. That's Guardians and Transformers, right? Well, what do you think about Transformers? I know we're we have what five minutes? Ten minutes. Ah, uh, Transformers. So more of the same, right? If you uh, all the Michael Bay things have kind of fallen through, they've just gotten more bigger and explodier as you've kind of gone along. Yeah. Um, of the four, how would you rank them in terms of enjoyment? Uh, you know what? The one that stands up the best and the one that's least ridiculous is number one, right? Yeah. One was was one part stands up the best. It's the least annoying. Um, they were just starting out with this kind of stuff. The only thing they didn't nail in number one because they didn't have, they didn't know how to do it yet, was the Transformers and having them fight. And they were, they were still just these big CG, yeah. you know, things. And they didn't know how to really make them work just yet. Yeah. So there were some good action scenes, but there were some parts that fell kind of flat. Mm. Especially at the tail in the city, like Almost Prime, I feel like he spends half the battle on his ass because he can't do anything. Yeah, uh, I'm not saying the third one gets caught in a crane for half the fucking fight, so who knows? Yeah, um, second one has great. I, yeah, Prime. see the second one, the fight in the forest between Blackout, Starscream, and Megatron, the one on three. That battle is the best battle in the tr- in the, the quadrology, I guess. Is that the right quadrology. Term? Quadrology. Um, that to me is my favorite fight of the whole thing. So take that fight in the second movie, put it in the first movie, and you're rocking. 
Um, <laughs> if only you know. they worked that way. Yeah, but then they got... See, they they kept making up these ridiculous reasons to be on Earth. First it was the Allspark, then it was the Dark of the Moon, then it mm. was the Falling that was secretly here years ago, and then you have Transformium. Like, all this weird shit it always happens to be on the moon or on Earth. Like, it's, I mean, like, I get they're trying to make a connection, but you can't have all these vast different things yeah. conveniently on the same fucking planet all the time, right? Now, um, I can't remember. Did they always have the ability to leave the planet in every movie? Could they have left? Well, not notwithstanding what happens at the end of the fourth one, which... <laughs> Jet boots, go! Seriously, Optimus Prime was yeah. just... Where was he keeping those? Well, no, he got that special sword. Now he's a knight of Cybertron. He can go fly into space. It's, Why not? He's sure. going to find the makers. Um, yeah. you get, are you going to watch that movie? Transformers 5? I, I don't even know what's happening So, anymore. go back with rankings. So, the first one is the, no, your, your Yeah, I, I go number one. Then I'd probably take three over two. Really? Yeah, I think so. Even though, like, they have so many, like, long, elongated sequences in Chicago... There is, but there's good action in Chicago. I actually, I think I would go with the fourth one as my second choice. Yeah, it, it's tough between the it was because it was a bit more stripped down, at least for half the movie. Then it got a, like really silly when they were on that that other uh, like ship and they got back had, on Lockout's ship and and then and then, then the trying to get off on the chain. Then, yeah, like half was... an hour jumping off air conditioners in China. <laughs> Fucking! All the Autobots were assholes. You know, yeah. like, like you brought in all these new characters, and you gave them gave them no, uh, no, t- uh, no. Pfft. You established all these previous characters. You killed them all off. You brought in new characters, and you just made them all dicks, yeah. right? And but you made them all stereotypical. Like you know, you had well, honestly, got it right that they all kind of wanted to leave, <laughs> leave, and, and take off as much as possible. <laughs> oh, right? Thank you, slug of the humans. Fuck this shit. We're out of here. Like they're all just jerks, right? And then. Some of the dialogue was just horrendous. Like, Hound said, I'm a fat ballerina who just blows up some. Like, what are you talking about? What's yeah. happening here? And and the weird, you know, you got the dad with the hot daughter and the weird the underage boyfriend. hot daughter, but it's okay because of the Romeo yeah, and Juliet like, laws. More human garbage. <laughs> like, I know, didn't mind, again, in there. again start, like the startup, the idea that the uh, Autobots, I'm sorry, Transformers are kind of outlawed and you have to report it. Like yeah, yeah. Very that cool world building at the beginning. Yeah, and then and all... even the parts with Mark Wahlberg as the most unbelievable inventor possible, <laughs> that worked up to a point. Up to a point where they got saved by the race-driving boyfriend who then punched someone in the <laughs> face with a car. Unreal. <laughs> he was a tired of punching in the face. so <laughs> tired of the face. Right? Are you kidding me? At first, I thought it was an Autobot. If it was an Autobot, right, yeah. I would buy it. If it was it some wasn't. weird new Autobot scout or something, I was all over that. And then, oh Just no, the car. It's some race car truck. Driver, dude, boyfriend, honey, just like we practice. Okay, like, I will say on. I was surprised. Um, oh. uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't think of his name now. But um, you know, the guy who died. Yeah, <laughs> that the funny guy. Yeah, yeah. I was really shocked that he died. T.J. No. Miller. Yeah, well, because they, they, they replaced him with fucking the Steve Jobs wannabe guy who ended up being fucking hilarious as shit after yeah. being super serious. Then, yeah, you know, yeah. how the fuck do you say get the fuck out of the way in Japanese or Chinese? Or yeah, yeah. Was, but, right? like, I thought T.J. Miller was... But the swearing in that movie, oh, my God, the first word was shit. Oh, yeah, <laughs> The first right. line. Hey, uh, kids, here's a chess word movie. <laughs> oh, shit. Spike said it once in the animated, but no, no, we're going to drop it 15 times. Wow, I but forgot to watch it. Yeah, like, come on. Like, um, did you recognize T.J. Miller's voice when you watched Big Hero 6? Because he was in that, too. Playing the exact same style of character. Oh, was he? He was Fred. 
he was Fred. Okay, that makes sense. Did yeah. you watch the uh, post-credit sequence in, in that with movie? Stanley? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I missed it the first time because I didn't realize what? there was one. Yeah, it's a Marvel movie. It's not a real Marvel but movie, but it is a Marvel movie. You I was, Stanley, you saw I, the picture, of the portrait. I, he was there. I knew he was there. I just I heard that ah, I wasn't going to be there. So you got your family to wait with you. Sorry? So you went with your family to see yeah. Big Hero Six, and you, 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 you all waited to the very end. Yeah, the two year old, the, the yeah, they were loving it, man. Yeah. They had their popcorn. It was so cute. It's awesome. Oh. Okay, they still yeah. had popcorn by the end. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, they're, 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 to be a child. Oh, big those bowls are for little kids. Are just, you know, I guess so. Little M and M's and all. Oh, great time. Now I look at a large popcorn. I'm like, man, that looks like a small. <laughs> yeah, Ben oh. loved it. So Big Hero Six, yeah, that was awesome. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, let's <laughs> that came that. Right too. Uh, Frozen for boys. That's the easiest way to describe it. No, 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 no. Great. <laughs> Absolutely great, fantastic movie. Uh, my wife and I are going. Ah, I don't know. And she's it has like, really know. not a lot to do with the real Big Hero Six, which is fine. But to be fair, no one cares yeah. because they're no one characters. Exactly. Right. They've appeared in the last five years. They've appeared in maybe one book, which is uh, Ends of the Earth, Amazing Spider-Man, one shot. That was it. Oh, there you go. And I read it recently because I was like, I would like to read this because <laughs> I don't remember them being in it at all. And I was like, Yeah, okay, I can. They're they're more or less the same. Yeah. No, it was a perfect little superhero origin story thing. Great. I hope they do another one. Um, fabulous. Baymax was adorable. Uh, Baymax was. Uh, ama- I'm not very fast. Oh, great. Great movie. Baymax was yeah. a, a breakout character. On a scale character. of one to ten. On a scale of one to ten. Like, when all this stuff's falling on a hero's head, my <laughs> wife died laughing. Yeah. And she, like, we went home watching YouTube, like, 15 times a really? Yeah. On a scale of one, on a scale of, ow, ow, ow. So, she you'll, you'll, you'll be buying that for the family when it comes out? Oh. Yeah. Instant. That, that's what it was like when Kelly and I saw Frozen. Frozen yeah. She just turned to me and was like, we're buying this, right? And yeah, I was right. like, yeah, yeah. She's like, no, when it comes out, like, not when it goes on sale. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, like all right. Like, now order it, Blu-ray, whatever the hell you need to do. Exactly. Not on sale. Yeah. Um Brief. Fantastic. I mean, we're we're basically done. But yeah. Guardians, you Guard- liked it. So Guardians, I want to like it more. Really? Okay. Yeah, I did enjoy Guardians as a whole. It was a fun movie. Great humor. Some, you know, the the ending climax. Where he starts breakdancing in front of him. I'm like, but okay, again, one of the seriously? first sequ- one of the first sequences in the movie is him dancing. No, I get it. But if nice I'm the, I find the big bad supervillain, I'm not putting up with this idiot dancing in front of me. No. I'm just smashing with my cosmic hammer, and that's the end of the story. Probably. I know he's distracting him. I, it, it was it, unconventional. It, it was very conventional. Right? It was, I, I, I Which was is kind of, of the movie in general. I mean, everything was unconventional. Yeah. Uh, you know, even the... Like, most movies don't do the things that they did here. Like, the whole sequence with uh, Stellar getting the guy's robotic leg. And then it was just for a joke. Yes. Like, that... Like, what movies usually do that? Like, they actually spent time to make it seem like it was part of this big thing, and then it was just to, just to make, like, one character laugh. And it made everyone else laugh, but it was just funny, like... And then they, they kind of did a callback to that later, right? Because, like, oh, I knew that guy's eye. <laughs> you know? Like, very funny. Like, no, it was great comedy. Uh, it, it makes you know that they're going to do the job on Star Wars, because it was really Marvel Star Wars, right? Yeah. Great, great action, great CG. Um... A lot of locales, like this was this was the big gamble because yeah. everything else Marvel had done up till now was on Earth and it was safe in comparison. Not necessarily. Yeah, no. And here's well, a bunch I guess of nobodies. Thor and was go, not right? on Earth, but still, Thor had Earth to center it. Absolutely, he, he ends up on Earth for a good chunk of what he exactly. Was doing, right? But this is this was just out in space with our Earthling, but yeah. with no con- real connection to Earth except for music, which was ex- extremely well done as well. That they made the music a character in the movie. Absolutely. Which again, most movies would never do that. This is such yeah. a very specific genre film of its own yeah. and uh, you know as Honest Trailer said you know fuck you we're Marvel you know exactly. like, they, can, they can kind of do what they want so, so my only gripe is the Nova Corps I know you know, but maybe that I leads up Nova. to someone actually getting the Nova like, yeah but the, the, the world there's no, but, the, but there's no actually, there's no showing of that yet 
right? Yeah, I mean, they but the, the, the Nova Corps, the regular police guys, they were just policemen. But, there was no one had powers, no one maybe, had helmets. Uh, isn't it easy enough to give yourself a no prize and say they had a specially powered unit that was so far on the other side of the universe fighting, I don't know, the Shi'ar? Or, if Xandar is the home planet, they're not going to have their top guy ready to protect home base? Maybe not. Point? Maybe they're so complacent because, and to be fair, the U.S. has all this military... But do they have as much at home as they should? Maybe? You have an elite team at home. Take care of home when the home's going down. When presence getting mu- super powered, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, to go back to that kind of analogy, Captain America was fighting on the front lines. He wasn't walking around Washington <laughs> protecting everyone. You had your your top guy, your big dog. He was fighting the Red Skull uh, on, the, on the west on the front. But where was Fury? Well, look, uh, I, I get what you're saying. I guess the, the Nova Corps came off flat for me. Yes, they did. You know, but and, again, and, and, and maybe you didn't want a whole bunch of Green Lanternish space cops yeah. there. A because of how bad Green Lantern was. B because you don't want to take away from the Guardians. I think, and I think it would have, right? Because right? you probably would have, right? So what if, the, what if in the next one they're like, you know what, we uh, we're going to empower someone with like all this reservoir of energy, and we have one Nova, like one Nova, and well, hey, hold on, let's back up a second. Yeah, the Infinity Stone is in the care of the core. Yes. Right. So they could so want to use it. Cipher power from that somehow to imba- yeah, empower someone. Do that. Maybe. I I feel like they wouldn't do that just because that's too easy. Just because like to use that stone again. Right. You know, like it's already the MacGuffin of the movies, right? <laughs> so you maybe don't want to lean too heavily on it when you're already leaning pretty heavily on it. Right. What did you think of Josh Brolin's performance as Thanos? Oh man, when I saw Thanos. On that, like, oh, on the, on the floaty chair, flawless. Like th- exactly how I would picture him in reality, it was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I can agree with Nate to an extent where he should have more of a, a gravelly, more alien voice rather than just you know, um, still kind of a deep voice. deep voice. And it still worked either way. But I do agree. Maybe it should have had some some echo or some effect to it to give yeah. it more of that mysterious dark lord of death gotcha. feel to it. Yeah. But the visual, dead on. Yeah, dead on. I like. Wow, that is fucking Thanos. Like that is amazing. You ni- you didn't fuck with him. You didn't change him. Give him googly eyes. This is Marvel. You know, Marvel Studios. You They're just did like, it right. It. Right. It's like it's Captain America. You went and you pretty much followed the source material. Fuck with shit. I, and Avenger, they don't. I like it when they don't really fuck with the 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 core of it. They can yeah. tweak things, but when the when the core is maintained, yeah. well, even with the Guardians themselves, when Rocket up, Rocket right? looked right. Groot, Rocket like, Groot. Yeah, even with Vin Diesel's voice, they, they all good. He did a great job with those words, the few words he had. It's not hard to fuck up. I am Groot. I'll give him use a little. I think it could be. I think I think it's easy to <laughs> screw that up. Um, you could be talking with marbles in your mouth like Christian Bale. Like, <laughs> I am Groot. Like I'm sure it's possible. <laughs> or yeah, like a Bane. <laughs> exactly. You could put yeah. a Bane on it, so yeah. it's possible to screw it up. Well, fine. Don't ever say that you can't screw it up. Because <laughs> I'll Fair say enough. though, that's completely a but, lie. No, they. The, uh, everyone was was. Was pretty awesome. Even you know Batista's Drax. He's good. Um, I liked him. Yeah, yeah. It was not so over my head. I would catch it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was an interesting way to take the character, but again, they played it for comedy. I'll take uh, it. Because yeah. usually he's kind of a he's kind of a joyless character. Like he's 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 his his whole reason to exist is to kill somebody. Yes. Uh, in the movies, obviously it's different, but then it becomes aligned with his his comic book counterpart. Yeah. But like he's not necessarily that nuanced a character although he can be yes. and here they, they played him a certain way but it worked oh and I was hoping for a bit of a better battle between Gamora and Nebula yeah towards the end. it was very short lived I was hoping for more of an epic battle that yeah. he had there but I feel like you um, could still get that because Nebula's still around yeah right? it's true but I was hoping that you know Gamora didn't 
feel as dangerous. She was the most dangerous role in the, in the galaxy. No, well, not, they never called her that, so I guess they definitely yeah, didn't they, lie. They, they really pulled her back a bit, and and maybe whereas I think Groot, they actually they, leaned a little bit more. Maybe yeah, because he did things that I don't think he could yeah. really do in the comics. Because I guess maybe I took away from Drax, perhaps. Making, maybe I don't know. Drax is an interesting to, one too because they have two green aliens, right? They can't be both. Yeah, because Drax is an interesting character because to us. The reason why that particular version is so cool is because of what he was before. He was basically a dumb Hulk. Yeah. Like, dumber. Like, that's saying something. Like, Hulk's not a there's, smart there's character. There's a one intellect power card of overpower with him. Like, exactly. So, he, he's, he's dumber than dumb, and he's dumber than Hulk. So, and then they made him into this cunning, you know, um, uh, weapon expert and who's a master of, like, all these forms of combat, and he was brilliant. This was not quite that version of Drax, although visually he was. Right. So... We, I guess we'll have to do another episode at some point to talk about what's actually coming out next year. Well, there's not much. Just, oh, we touched on a few Just things. a little movie called The Age of Ultron and a little movie called Ant-Man. A little movie. Oh, uh, uh, There's rumors that we're getting a trailer in the next week or so. I'm very nervous for Ant-Man. Because that first trailer... It, it might be their first flop. ...has apparently been rated. Well, people said that about Guardians. And the first trailer of Guardians, honestly, did not sell me. I was like, no, I, I don't know what this is. There was, uh, I guess maybe it was the second trailer... That I saw, yeah. that sold me on it. The yes. first one, I was like, "Oh, yeah." The first one with it, right? And I wasn't expecting to use hooked on a feeling, and I was yeah. like, "What's I, I what?" Like yeah. I remember watching it was on Jimmy Kimmel, and it was like this big debut, and I watched it. And I'm like, "I I don't know what this is." Yeah, you know, like, but it ended up working. So I feel like everyone is expecting Marvel to eventually make a flop, but why does it have to be Ant Man? Like Ant Man's gonna be good. Ant Man. I think it could really work. It's gonna be a heist movie again, another genre that they haven't done. Yeah, I get it. I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, well, thank you for joining me, Paul. Um, we talked really not about comics at all. <laughs> well, comic book related movies. We, we yeah, did our, well, this is true. Religions, so the big stuff. Um, yeah, we, well, we had a good year. A lot of stuff. Yeah, and there's right? not some a good, lot next bad. year. Ultimately, yeah, there's FF. Uh, there's Ant Man, and then there's uh, Avengers Two. Those are the big ones. We still have a more. We have Agent Carter starting in January, which is. Should be. It's an eight. Yeah. Hour, it's basically an eight-hour movie. Like that's kind of how they're billing it. You know, okay. it's eight episodes. It's a concise story. We have the rest of uh, Agents of Shield coming for uh, season two. Um, I didn't. We didn't even talk about it. But do you, have you watched Flash at all? No. Yeah. Flash or Arrow? I don't watch. Flash or Arrow? No. But Flash has been great. Arrow, I can't speak for. But uh, we've had Gotham, which has been a nice little mess. It's been good. I haven't liked it. I it, it just doesn't doesn't do it for me. It hasn't hooked me, right? So I, I watch. I watch it because it's on, but yeah. not because I really like I'll it. I watch it in three or four stints, forget about it, and pick it up again. It's like, ah. it's still kind of dumb. And then there's yeah. Constantine, which is pretty much gone. I think it's not confirmed to be done for sure, but it's kind of yeah. looking that way. And then there's iZombie coming soon. Ooh, that's another CW show. You're just giving me the look. The Paul, I, don't know, I don't know what the hell that's supposed to be. The Paul look. Anyways, all right. Thank you for joining me for episode what two thirty two. Can you imagine or believe that we've done? Two, I've done two hundred and thirty-two episodes by now. Well, you talk a lot, so it doesn't surprise me at all. Shut up. But are you happy with this year? Like, if, you, if the year to a close, twenty fourteen was it was a good year for for the nerddom? Absolutely, geekdom. The movies were pretty great. I mean, even the stinkers weren't. They weren't Ghost Rider. They weren't Punisher Warzone. Right. They, they weren't Elektra. You know, like even the movies that didn't quite work as well. I mean, Amazing Spider-Man two. Is, is kind of the poster boy for that. It still was much better than those movies. Well, Spider-Man 2 wasn't horrible. That's what I mean. Right, like, I don't it was, it was probably the worst comic book movie of the ones we've talked about, not including, 
you know, the ones we haven't seen, Sin City 2, right. uh, et cetera, and 302, etc. But, like, of of the kind of the major movies, it was probably the weakest. But that's saying something, that like the weakest movie is still entertaining. It's Absolutely. still good. Yeah. Whereas, again, whenever, when Ghost Rider and Ghost Rider 2 came out and Punisher Warzone, those were crap. And those were hard to watch. And I never kind of had to turn away in disgust from Amazing Spider-Man 2. I liked it a lot. Probably more than most people, to be fair. But it was still, you know... And it was the le- the lesser of the of the bunch. So, Big Hero Six, that's the one. <laughs> Go watch it now. <laughs> is it better than Cap? Is Big Hero Six better than Cap? No, no, no. Okay. no. Is it better than Guardians? No. Fear? Um, I think you want to say in yes a, in a different way. Yeah, in a different way because you know I went with the family and the kids loved it and I loved it. Like the kid in me loved it so yeah. much, right? And I was just, I, I sat there and watched it. And again, they movie, didn't have movies was, like that when we were there. And it was a movie that was like go, 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 go. There was no lull in it, really. No. Um, you know, and again, start to finish, a very good, complete movie. Um, like I said, Guardians, it was it was very good. I just wanted to like it. There was a part of me that wanted to like it more. I left there going, I liked it, but it was missing something. Yeah. And, and maybe it was the, the Nova fan in me wanting the bigger thing for the Nova Corps. You probably also wanted a little bit more from your post-credit sequence. Yeah, that too. Which they kind of end up getting... Yeah. They, but, you know, I give them credit for kind of doing something for fun. Because they don't all have to be leading somewhere. No, but... I mean, Iron Man 3 definitely wasn't. I mean, it was just... That was a disappointment, too, though. Yeah. Right? Like, well, pe- that, people sit that down... That was also because it was the first movie after Avengers. I get it. But people sit down and wait through the whole credits for these little things. And they want to see something. They want to see what's coming next. Tease me. Give me a, 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 a cookie to nibble on. I know. Right? And then uh, let me follow the crumbs. Um, well, the problem with Iron Man three had is that it, it was the first movie after Avengers, right, and Avengers post credit sequence was freaking Thanos, right? So, I mean, well, in Shwarma, but yes. but mainly Thanos, and that was like holy crap. So the bar was set really high, and then we got this. Oh, he has been talking to Thanos the whole time. Thing. That's kind yeah. of disappointing. But then Captain America came back with you know. Right. Nothing. So you could have still done Howard the Duck as a a mid credits little tease, yeah. and at the end just. Even if someone's walked into this cave and opened up a thing and there's another stone or something, yeah. giving me something that leads, whether it's to Infinity War yeah. or the next, or the next Guardians, not even the Age of Ultron, but just give me something that yeah. shows me you're still taking this somewhere. Because yeah. um, even Thor Dark World had the Collector. Like, that was the connection exactly, to, that, to Guardians, that, Exactly, right? right? So give me a little, little, little tidbit that keeps the Marvel Universe running. Because the only people who really got Howard the Duck were the 10 people who watched the old Howard the Duck that was out... Fanny's one. When was that? Very. Movie? I think it was in eighties. And that, that movie was fun at the time. I watched it again recently. It was garbage, but back then I thought it was a great little movie. Um, but that's the only people who really gave a crap. Everyone else, like, who cares about this stupid duck? But in the cave? at the same at the same point, isn't it kind of nice that there's something for the fans? Like, right, but you, but you still could have given that as a mid credits yeah. thing. Well, you got, you got you got Dancing Groot instead, which was cute too. Which, that's wild right now. You that anything that's baby group right now is madness. Absolutely, people want that baby group. It's insane. They want it on their desks, dancing away. Like yeah. people are dying for this thing. It's it was crazy. huge. It was crazy. Uh, again, people you, like cute stuff. A year ago, if you'd said you know the Guardians was going to be what the number one movie moneymaker of the year, you would have said fuck off. There's no way it's going to make more than Cap, like let alone any other movie. Right? Because they you made know? it fun. Well, it's very successful. Cause, cause cause I think the top three movies for the year were Guardians. Catching Fire, uh, or I think that's the one, Hunger Games, and then uh, Cap. Those are the top three grocers, so that's, that says something. That says something, yeah. You know, two of those are Marvel. 
but it's just so weird that the the top one is the most unlikely. But so maybe Garrett's, next year, Ant Man will be number one. <laughs> uh, well, obviously okay. not. It's up against Someone write too. this down and let's uh, go back to this okay. podcast. What's two thirty two episode? You said <laughs> this is write this down. Just I'm because going back to this okay, one. it's going Ant up Man against it's going against Avengers <laughs> two. So, <laughs> so obviously it can't. <laughs> They're gonna make lots of money. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, <laughs> obviously they can't beat it. But I'm just saying. Right. Um. <laughs> I want to after it. Avengers too. Like. I swear I'm gonna see Ant Man every day. <laughs> just to do it. Just, to, just one to man keeps seeing it. You're gonna be really poor, man. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Pretty much. I'm gonna go there every day. Every showing, I'll just buy tickets for every single one of them. They're like, why did you buy forty tickets Who's to this Ant-Man? one guy? I really want to support this. Movie. <laughs> They'll just give me a complimentary screening. They're like, well, thank you for supporting yes. us. You you gave us a million dollars. Yeah. Thank you. Like, it didn't help at all. Yeah, we all still know. didn't make a lot of money. No. Oh, man. We could pay the caterer right now, but that's about it. I, I, I want to believe. Uh. I, I'll pay for their craft service bill. <laughs> anyway, oh, okay. Well, thank you for joining me for this episode. It's uh, a pleasure. Been, it's been hopefully the, uh, the listening audience has found it to be an entertaining one. Uh, we've found it entertaining. Uh, you can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Rate and review us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And also post in our HG Ramos threads as well. Thank you for joining us. And this will be, our, I guess, our last episode of 2014. Uh, join us next time for the first episode of 2015. Happy be... New Year, everyone. Happy yeah, New Year. Happy holidays. Yeah, hopefully... And remember, everyone, go ninja, go ninja, go, <laughs> go ninja, go ninja, go, go. <laughs>